Hello everyone, Tony here from the Coin Club Podcast. Just wanted to let you know that I use Mint Mobile for my mobile phone service provider. I recently switched and couldn't be more happy with the service that I have and the coverage. I urge you to check it out for yourself. Their easy to use website has a coverage estimator to show you how strong the signal will be in your location. No more guessing that it might be a good switch for you before you end up chasing a different carrier. They have an easy to understand plan structure and they actively try to save you money if you buy a plan that you don't need. That's right, you heard that right. A cell provider looking out for your best interest. Well, please, do me a favor, check them out and use my promo code when you sign up for Mint Mobile. I'll get some free Mint and if you use the promo code, you get a $15 credit to your account as well. Ryan Reynolds made everything easy with Mint Mobile except the referral code. So please check it out in the show notes and use that link, sign up, support the show, and get a credit for your new Mint account as well. Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. Welcome to the Coin Club Podcast. It's great to have you along with me on this episode as we hit a very important milestone. We've reached the 200 podcast download achievement. It's something that I like to celebrate with you as I could obviously not have achieved it without your interest in the coin world and the content I have for you in this podcast. Now 200 doesn't seem like a whole lot, but remember, six episodes and the total listens are at over 350. My personal thanks to you for spreading the word about the podcast, and I would greatly appreciate it if you would continue to tell your friends in the numismatic community about the Coin Club podcast. I aim to give you the very best in numismatics on this podcast, and I hope that you can continue to email me, text, and call your suggestions in to the show. On this episode of the Coin Club podcast, I'll fill you in on the latest numismatic news. Like all the previous episodes, there is a ton going on in the community right now. Almost too much to keep up on, so join us in all that has happened since our last episode. We will also take a look into the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin that is on my current radar in my scheme of coin collecting. Thanks again, folks, for helping me celebrate this milestone of 200 downloads, and I hope you enjoy the show. In this episode of the news, we'll start out with some of the numismatic offerings from Germany. I like to make my numismatic friends aware of offers of some great-looking numismatics from around the world. And let me tell you, I have found some great-looking coins offered by the German Mint in 2021. I'll fill you in on a few of the coins that caught my attention. The German Mint is offering a 2 euro coin with a Gothic cathedral featured on the coin located in the German state of Saxony-Anhalt. The Holy Roman Emperor Otto I is buried here. In September of 2021, look forward to the release of the 5 euro commemorative coin named the Polar Zone. It has a purple ring around the obverse and the reverse. It is the fifth and final coin in the Climate Zones of Earth series, 
which marks its end of the run this year. They describe the obverse as the polar space from an underwater point of view with a largely submerged iceberg and a diving sea lion. It weighs in at 9 grams and is offered in proof and BU coins. This coin particularly caught my attention for the blue color that it debuts on the rim of the coin. It is a 10 euro bimetallic coin. When you picture normal bimetallic coins, you think of gold, silver variations, but this coin has a blue-silver hue to it. It is the third and final issue of In the Air coin series. This particular coin is a 10 euro coin named On the Water. It has a copper nickel core and a blue niobium coated copper nickel ring. A translucent plastic ring is also inserted between the two metal elements. I love to watch soccer, so this is only fitting to let you know of the release of the 20 euro coin, the European Championship of Football. The event didn't take place last year due to the pandemic, so accordingly the coin will be released this year. It will still have the year 2020 on the coin, however the coin is minted in sterling silver and weighs in at 18 grams with a diameter of 35.5 millimeters. They are also offering three new gold euro coins that are sure to catch your attention as well. A 20 euro gold black woodpecker coin, a 50 euro timbal coin in their musical instrument series, and a 100 euro gold coin called Pillars of Democracy, The Law. In news related to the United States Mint's botched release of the Morgan and Peace Dollar Collector Series, the Mint has released a statement saying that they are aware of the issues that we have all experienced and said that the bot issues that were plaguing their website should be resolved with the next order window. The launch dates for the new Silver Eagle coins will be pushed back as well. Here are the revised dates and order limits as listed on their site. The American Eagle Silver Proof Coin release date will now be July 20th. It has an order limit of three coins per household. The American Eagle Gold Proof 1 ounce, half ounce, quarter ounce, tenth ounce, and Gold Proof 4 coin set will now be available on July 29th. The American Eagle Gold Proof 1 tenth ounce numbered 2 coin set will be available on August 5th. This has a household order limit of 1. The American Eagle San Francisco Mint Silver Proof Coin was actually moved up to August 12th from the original date of August 16th. Household order limit for this offering is a limit of 3. The remaining Morgan and Peace dollar release dates are as follows. The San Francisco and Denver release dates are now August 3rd and August 17th respectively. And the Morgan dollar, Philly, and the Peace dollars are up on August 10th and August 24th. These will now have a household order limit of 3, down from 10. Let's hope with these corrections that the United States Mint has addressed the order issues that we have all had before and our experiences become better with these new releases. CoinWeek has announced a new app for your smartphone called New Tilt. I downloaded it and would recommend you do as well. It has some gorgeous coin photos on there and you can truly see the coins as they are meant to be seen. The images bring the coin to life as you really need to see it for yourself. Go ahead and download it for your smartphone and see what I'm saying. It's available on the Apple and Google Play Store. PCGS has released their July-August issue of the Rare Coin Market Report. In this issue, you can expect to see the following content. A 35-year celebration of PCGS in the limelight, searching for a sleeper, collector spotlight, the creation of the new American Silver Eagle, and the coin of the issue, which is the 1907 high-relief wire-edge St. Gordon's Double Eagle.
For their 35th anniversary, they are also offering a special 35th anniversary box when you submit entries from July 1st through September 30th. Get yours today. They have deals on Canadian banknote submissions and variety attribution submissions as well. Take advantage of these, and if you are already not a member, sign up today. In other PCGS news, on June 24th, they announced that their president, Brett Charville, will be stepping down. He will remain a part of the PCGS team until a successor is named. He issued the following statement. I've enjoyed and valued my time as president, and I'm ready for the next challenge. This role has been the experience of a lifetime. I am proud of the things we've accomplished, and I look forward to working with PCGS team to ensure a smooth transition to new leadership. The 15th Annual Summer Fun Show in Orlando will be taking place this year on July 8th through the 10th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. This beloved show offers a plethora of numismatic offerings for everyone and anyone and is something that you should attend if you are in the area. Heritage Auctions will have a California Fractional Gold Showcase auction on July 22nd. It will feature 58 pieces of California Fractional Gold for all you fanatics out there. Nearly half of the offerings are 25 cent pieces. Check this out if you're a fan. You all know that I'm a huge fan of the publication Numismatic News. It's my favorite coin publication, and as such, I want to let you know that they are offering a one-year subscription for only $30. It's 68% off the cover price. They don't sponsor the Coin Club podcast. It's just a favorite of mine, and I would like you to know how affordable and info-packed the magazine really is. You should subscribe if you're a coin collector. You can get a print subscription, digital, or a version of both. It's great to have the physical magazine in hand and also great to have the digital version on your phone or iPad for on-the-go reading. If you, in the world of collecting, use PayPal as a form of accepting payments, be aware that they have released a new rate and fee schedule coming out starting August 2nd. The rates are going up, so you will need to figure these into your selling rates, as this will most likely impact how much you need to charge for the item that you're selling. It's been a long time coming. They've kept the rates solid for a long time, so it's been expected. You guys are thinking this episode is just going to be news, don't you? Well, I promise you I'll have some good content for you on top of the news as well. Major news in the third-party grading world. Blackstone has announced on July 1st that they have acquired a majority stake in CCG, or the Certified Collectibles Group, in a transaction valuing the company at more than $500 million. Some of you may ask why this is important to the coin collecting world. Well, CCG is the parent company of NGC. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's the Numismatic Guarantee Corporation, NCS, and PMG, all names you recognize in our hobby. There were more investors involved in the acquisition than just BlackRock, and they can be found on a quick Google search as well. Their announcement also stated that Blackstone will seek to accelerate CCG's growth, enabling the company to invest significantly in its current and planned services, adding and training new employees, expanding its geographic and product reach, acquiring new technologies, and developing its digital presence. Blackstone is one of the world's leading investment firms with nearly $650 billion in assets under management and a strong track record of creating value and positive impact for the companies it acquires and the communities that they serve. The American Numismatic Association has announced the vote tallies for their 2021 election. It was an extremely close race for president. Ralph Ross was announced the winner with a 17-vote margin. 
17 votes. That was it. So close. Congratulations, Ralph, on your win. Joseph Bowling will be the vice president, and the following candidates for governor were elected as well. Mary Lynn Garrett, Clifford Mishler, Shanna Schmidt, Michael Ellis, Rob Oberth, Charles Morgan, and Mark Leiterman. Congratulations to everyone. Also a reminder to check out the ANA's website for some very valuable coin collecting information. Okay, folks, we're going to dive into the Susan B. Anthony dollar on this episode of the podcast. And while you're doing so, I would like to let you know that I'm enjoying a new beer that I found called Crushing It from Cape May Brewing Company in New Jersey. It's a really nice beer for your summertime enjoyment. It is an orange India Pale Ale, and on their website, they say it's paired good with Friends, Sunshine, and SPF 30. Remember, friends, only drink if you are of legal age, and please drink responsibly. The Susan B. Anthony dollar was introduced in 1979 and only lasted for an initial three-year stint, ending in 1981, but ended up being brought back in 1999 for a one-year holdover until we got to ever-so-popular golden dollars. There is a lot of history behind the woman, and I would like to share it with you. Susan B. Anthony was born on February 15th in 1820. She was born in a time where women were not allowed to vote not allowed to have a say in what happened in this country. She was born into a Quaker family and lived her life committed to social equality for her fellow humans. You may know that she was most famous for being part of the women's suffrage movement, but do you know all of the important works throughout her life that she took part in? Well, let's take a look. Early on in her life at the age of 17, she collected anti-slavery petitions, which later led to her being part of the New York State's American Anti-Slavery Society. She also founded the New York Women's State Temperance Society. Many things in her life came about because she was told no, and this was one of the first on record. She was not allowed to speak at a regular temperance meeting because she was female. So what did she do? She started her own society, of course. In 1863, she founded the Women's Loyal National League. She worked feverishly to collect over 400,000 signatures to support the end of slavery. No small feat in this period of our country's existence. In 1866, she founded the American Equal Rights Association, which helped to campaign for both women and African Americans. Picture this one, friends. On voting day in 1872, Susan B. Anthony walked up to her local voting place and tried to vote. She was not allowed to based on the sole factor that she was a woman. She voted anyways and was arrested shortly after. Arrested for wanting to have a voice in our democracy. Can you believe that? Of course you can, because along with some other great achievements in the history of the United States, we have some dark pasts as well, and this was one of them. She was taken to trial and ordered to pay a fine. She refused to pay the fine, and no further action was taken after the refusal. In 1878, Susan and her longtime friend and colleague, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, decided to take their fight for equal rights another step further and petitioned Congress for an amendment to the Constitution of the United States. She passed away on March 13, 1906, after a courageous career in advancing the rights of women and African Americans. Her legacy still lives on today. She was not able to see the most important effect of her many years of hard work before she passed, however. In 1920, Congress passed the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. 
The Susan B. Anthony Amendment, as it was called, reads as follows. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on the account of sex. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. The new dollar coin, the smaller dollar coin that now features Susan B. Anthony, was in the works for many years before its initial production in 1979. As far back as 1976, a survey took place recommending the elimination of the large dollar, the elimination of the half dollar, and the implementation of a reduced-sized dollar coin. It hit the ears of the appropriate people, and work on the small dollar coin began. It was a cost-saving measure that was touted to save $19 million, today's equivalency of $75.4 million. The vending machine industry was lobbying for the smaller dollar coin, however, no bills were introduced in Congress at this point, so the Mint took a proactive stance on this and started to design the new dollar. The initial design by Chief Engraver Gasparro pictured a Lady Liberty on the obverse and a flying eagle over a mountain and sunrise on the reverse. The design was actually pretty good in my opinion. You should take a look yourself and tell me what you think. A bill was introduced to officially reduce the size and weight of the larger Eisenhower dollar. The bill went to the Senate on May 3, 1978, and in the end, the size would be 26.5 millimeters and weigh in at only 8.1 grams. The Mint initially wanted to go with a coin with flat sides, trialing and designing an 8, 10, 11, and 13-sided coin, but the vending machine industry put a kibosh on this as it would require them to retool their machines to accept the new coins. Too costly at the time. With a lot of back and forth, the final design took on an 11-sided inner border which served another purpose that you may not be aware of, not just for our viewing pleasure. It also allowed the visually impaired to tell that this was a dollar coin since the size was being reduced from the larger Eisenhower dollar. With the introduction of the May 3rd bill to Congress, a slurry of other bills started to flood in that wanted the depiction of the dollar coin to contain the famous Susan B. Anthony on the obverse. The passion caught on and quickly garnered the support of elected officials and women's rights organizations. The go-ahead to use Anthony as the portrait on the obverse was given, and Gasparro quickly got to work on designing multiple portraits for her use. He finally settled on a portrait of Susan B. Anthony at the age of 50. He did not have an official portrait to go off of, however he wanted to portray her at the prime in her fight for women's suffrage. Utah Senator Jake Garn, in a last-minute attempt to change the reverse design, maintained that we should keep the Apollo 11 design on the reverse, officially removing all of Chief Engraver Gasparro's original design from the coin. Congress approved the bill, and on October 10, 1978, then-President Jimmy Carter signed the bill into law. Gasparro later went on to say that he regarded this coin as his most important work of his career. Of course, we wouldn't have a new coin design without the criticism of numismatists. The Liberty design for the initial reverse garnered more support amongst numismatists as they said the reverse of the Apollo 11 design had nothing to do with Anthony. They were also not a fan of the reduction in size as most numismatists liked the larger dollar coins. The Mint moved fast to start production of these dollars. In December of 1978, they fired up the presses at the world-famous Philadelphia Mint and began cranking out those Susie B's. 
The Denver and San Francisco mints followed suit, but at a later date of January 9th. Philadelphia had a head start. All of the coins had a mint mark on them, even the Philadelphia ones. The mint was so worried that the public would find this coin irresistible, then start hoarding it, that they ordered a stockpile of 500 million of these coins so they could keep up with that stance. 500 million, can you believe that? The coin was introduced to the public. A $655 million marketing campaign brought on by the Treasury Department ensued, and then the coin flopped. Literally. No hoarding, no rush to get them. The public saw that the coin was just a hair larger than the quarter dollar at the time, and with this, the mint was sitting on the coin with a 1979 production number of 757,813,744 coins from all three mints combined. The interest for these coins waned even more in 1980, and the decision to stop striking them for public use was made quickly. In 1981, the Mint only struck a total of 9,742,000 coins, and those were only for collectors. A 520 million surplus coin inventory was still sitting around in 1981. It wasn't practical to melt them, as this cost would be added to the debt of the country. So what does the Mint do with 520 million coins, you might ask? They do what they still do to this day. They put them in storage, release them as they see they are needed, and that's exactly what happened. They were released in a trickle through the 80s. The coins were really unpopular amongst collectors and the general public. With all this animosity for the coin, you would wonder why it was reintroduced in 1999 for a one-year run. Well, here it is. The Postal Service started accepting the dollar coins in the lobby stamp machines, and mass transit systems all throughout the United States started to use them, and the push was on for these dollar coins in the 90s. The surplus of 520 million coins was quickly cut in half in the mid-90s, and by 1997, there was only a surplus of 1.3 million coins left. A bill was passed to the Congress to start minting of the new dollar coin, one that wouldn't be confused with the quarter dollar anymore, and on December 1st, 1997, Bill Clinton signed that into law. This also had verbiage in the bill of the continued minting of the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin as a stopgap measure until the new golden dollar coins came out, thus getting all of us collectors the 1999 Susan B. Anthony dollar. One more year of production on the short original three-year run. The Susan B. Anthony dollar is a sleeper collector coin, in my opinion. It's still not wildly popular with collectors, so you can still build a collection with minimal cost involved, especially if you're not going for the top pop coins. You can build a nice MS collection and throw in some Proof 69s to top it all off. The series does have a few varieties in them to look out for as well. There is a famous 1979 wide rim that garners a premium. You can easily tell this coin apart from its normal counterpart. The date is very close to the rim. Only the Philadelphia Mini Coins will have this variety. The 1979S Type 1 Proof Dollar carries no premium over its counterpart, the Type 2 Proof. The Type 1 has an S mint mark that looks like a blob, while the Type 2 is very clear. Dies were still being punched in by hand at this point in the mint's history, and they were using worn punches to do so. The Type 2 was minted later in this year, and the production numbers are still unknown. Being of a lesser mintage, though, they carry a premium over the Type 1 blobs. 
1981 S proof type 2 coin is the most sought after in the group. It is considered a flat mint mark compared to the other more rounded type 1 proof of that year. You can still find the circulation Susan B. Anthony coins at your bank every now and again, and you see them sitting in the till at local convenience stores. It's an affordable set to compile, and it can be really fun to try to get some nice-looking examples in your folder or album. Well, friends, I want to say thanks for tagging along with me on this episode. It was my pleasure to bring you the latest news in numismatics and the history behind the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin and the woman herself. If you have time, check her out in more detail. This only graced the surface, and there is so much more out there to read up on. I hope you're enjoying your summer months. Please let your friends know about the podcast, and I can't wait to have you along with me on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. You can also go to my website, sevenhousecb.com, and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see in future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.